1: What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Daughter. Welcome to a very special Movie Mondays, Tuesday Monday Movies, recorded perfectly on a Tuesday. As always, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Mr. I mean Me Sean, the intro is weird when it's not on a Monday, please.
2: I don't... Oh, lads, I fucked up, alright? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good.
1: <laughs> that's very on brand for what we're doing here today. But why we are recording on a show, t- I know what you're thinking, listeners. You're like, they have Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. That's the that's the rhythm. That's the schedule. They have
2: the market cornered on three-day-a-week podcasts.
1: Nobody else is putting out any shows on those days because they're scared. But um, <laughs> we recorded yesterday. We did, Well, we tried to record yesterday, I should say. Um, yeah,
2: I, I, we had what we would call a recording session yesterday
1: We did, well for one half <laughs> For one half of
2: us yeah.
1: But, yeah. Um, So we I, we put the whole show together And uh, we recorded the show And we went for 45 minutes Before we found out where, uh, We were in the middle of our second to last news story And then Shaw just very quietly says Connor, my mic isn't on And I don't know when it turned off And at that point... Maybe a lot of things just went wrong, and we figured it, out that it yeah. only recorded the first two seconds
2: of the conversation, which is is worse than if it had recorded nothing, because that implies <laughs> something happened after two seconds to stop it. But yeah, I only it had a the start.
1: Once. It had to start for you to say, "Connor, I'm recording," for it
2: then to stop
1: two seconds later,
2: and we didn't feel like that was long enough of a podcast to put out.
1: I think two seconds so, might be a bit under what you're required, really, for an episode.
2: Might be taking the piss. Like, yeah. the the intro is ten seconds.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had barely gotten in what is going on, everybody. Like, that is that is the level we're talking about here. But uh, because so of... We had two options. Yeah.
2: Uh, we could either re-record it, but that wasn't really an option because, uh, we, you know... We had planned other things for after the recording session, mm. so... Uh, or we could put out your half of the audio.
1: <laughs> and tell you something though, I feel like people are demanding that. Like the Snyder Cut. People want to know the Connor Cut. Just his thoughts. What's he thinking? <laughs> no context.
2: We'll start separate Patreons and just put <laughs> each of our audio streams on it so that we can just fucking pick your favorite.
1: Um but yeah, so we had we had several choices in regards to that. We could re-record the episode, but we felt we wouldn't be able to put the same energy in after cuz we did 45 minutes and you're just going to be re-talking over the same points, a lot of the jokes maybe. I mean, you don't really want to start being trying to say the same jokes again, that is nobody wants that. So we thought instead this week we're going to do something special, and it's something that we do for the Patreon once every month, and that is the Lazarus Pit, um, and it's where we go back and we watch one movie from whatever a superhero movie from maybe the last forty to fifty years, um, and we just kind of give them a review and just have a look back, see if it still holds up to these days. So if you're on the la- if you are on our Patreon, uh, the Lazarus Pit is five dollars or more a month. And you get an extra episode every single month. And so we've done Batman Begins. We've done Fantastic Four. We've done Star Wars The Phantom Menace. We've also done Spider-Man 2. But then...
2: And X-Men First Class. And X-Men First
1: Class, yeah. So if you subscribe now, you'll get all of them anyway. They all just come in a big bundle. Mm. Uh, You get everything previously as well. But... Um, we said instead of going over news, we can go back to the news next week. As a, as a special treat, we will release a Lazarus pit for free here, uh, because we fucked up, and it's kind of a we're sorry.
2: So <laughs> we together fucked up. <laughs> we in equal measure. We
1: succeed together, and we probably fail a lot together. Shaw, don't you worry, boy. But um, <laughs> we ride together. We.
2: Die together, <laughs> <did>. oh boy!
1: <laughs> I love bad boys for life, number three. Um, but Let's not forget that. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, Sean what do you want to? What do you want to do? A Lazarus Pit on?" And really, the first movie that was in my head was Spider-Man Homecoming because I just love this movie. And um, and I said it to you, and you were like, "I also love this movie." And it's something we could just do on the fly without much preparation. It's not like you have to. I rewatched the movie like a few weeks ago. Um, and I have, yeah, I, I have all too. the notes here.
2: Yeah, because it, this is just we both we've both seen this movie multiple times at this yeah. point, and it's just it, why not talk about a movie that we we both love? And well, spoilers: Connor might hate it. I
1: hate but. this movie. It's the worst Spider-Man movie.
2: <laughs> First of all, that's an <laughs> ignorant statement. Second of all. <laughs>
1: First of all your opinion is clearly wrong I don't normally say this Connor but you're fucking wrong
2: you've never been more yeah, wrong no, I. frankly th- I hope my recording doesn't
1: complete. I think Spider-Man 3 was the peak of these movies and so when you come to me with Homecoming I think meh it's a bit okay like
2: what about the amazing Spider-Man 2
1: oh fuck that's a pretty good one as well it's, it's tied <laughs> 1 and 2 with number 3 <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's a weird sentence you have to say
1: so yeah, so we're going to get into this now. If you've never listened to a Lazarus Pit before, we just do a bit of a run through through the movie, and as it goes on, we'll going to give our thoughts a different scenes. So it's not kind of, it's not going to be an overview. We'll go scene by scene or the important scenes anyway. And if something comes up that we like, we'll mention it then, instead of, at the very end, go, well, what did you like or what did you not like? We'll say it at the time.
2: Yeah, it's a very it's a very linear kind of review that we, we go through on
1: yeah. this. Yeah, and so, the best place to start with Spider-Man Homecoming is the fact that it d- came out in 2017, which seems like a long time ago now. Um, this, Simpler times. This was in Marvel were absolutely killing it when they went, Spider-Man Homecoming... Then they went Thor, Ragnarok. Then they went Black Panther. Then they went Infinity War.
2: That is a strong, <laughs> strong running.
1: And it's four in a row where they killed it, and so this was kind of the start of that run. And um, it the cast in this, first of all, is amazing. We're probably going to give everyone their due as we go along, scene by scene. Um, It was on a budget of $175 million, made $880 million. A lot of money. Um, Lots of money. Lots of money. And of course, Spider-Man had come back to Marvel during Civil War. Uh, That was like a big, massive thing. So this name is kind of a double... It's a double entendre in regards as the homecoming dance, but it's also the homecoming to Marvel for Spider-Man, the character. Um, And so we start off with...
2: Possibly the biggest flaw in the whole movie, Sean. And that is... Yeah, and and it's it's not even, like, the contents of the scene. No. It's one title card.
1: One title card confused me. I remember in the cinema watching it going, that doesn't make any sense. Because now, eight years after 2012 is fine. But this movie came out in 2017. And the big card says, eight years later after the Avengers... Um, destroy New York and tombs is Which cleaning was 2012. it 2012.
2: Yeah. But or was it 2009?
1: But then Happy I, later on says he's been keeping the ring on him since 2008 but Iron Man is set in 2010 so it doesn't it doesn't line up in any way. Is this just a case of somebody fucked up the title card instead of saying 8 they should have said maybe 5? I don't know.
2: Yeah the this is Sony had one job in their involvement with this. <laughs>
1: Kevin Feige was like, "We'll leave this one to them. They
2: can't ruin it. They can't. It's it's putting text on the screen.
1: <laughs> it's black and white as well.
2: <laughs> like, oh, it's ridiculous. No, uh, but aside from that, this intro scene with if uh, Michael Keaton as Adrian Toomes, yes, and you see like the guys on the ground's reaction to. Holy shit! Aliens just attacked.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's they're doing the cleanup after all of uh, the Chitauri and everything destroyed New York uh, with the Avengers. Yes, well, they
2: think they're doing the cleanup.
1: Yeah, until Damage Control come in. Which Damage Control are in the comic books? Are they not? As like, yeah, a it's got come in and clean up after the Avengers.
2: Yeah, and Damage Control had like its own series where it was just it was the Department of Damage Control, and it was just like. The day-to-day office goings-on, the people rebuilding everything. Their basic job is to rebuild New York exactly as it was prior to an attack. Yeah,
1: so that's why the city always looks the exact same, no matter how much it gets destroyed.
2: Yeah, like it could be reduced to rubble and they'll just build it back.
1: (laughs) Um, So you see tombs cleaning up all the Chitauri things and then the damage control come in and they kind of go, get the fuck away. And in his way, he kind of takes some of the tech with him. Um, The origin story for Toons and this, and the Vulture, is literally these two scenes where we see him cleaning it up, they get kicked off, and then he takes the... Also, there's the painting at the start, where he's looking at uh, the drawing from his kid. That might come up later on. But um, you you see him saying to the lads, well, we take a few bits, like, pocket everything you can. And then it says, eight years later... And you have the Vulture. And you see it's a completely running structure. It's a, it's a complete organisation they have here. That's low scale. So that they fly under radar of the Avengers. But they are making money using this technology.
2: Yeah. And it's this. You t- you can totally empathise with him. Mm. Because. Uh, first of all. Adrian Toomes just fucking socks a guy. Like. He just hits him straight square in the face because he's like, This would literally have changed my life if I got this job. Mm. Like, if I was paid to clean this up, I would be, I could look after my family the way I want to. And so when that's taken away, he's like, Right, I'm still going to look after my family, but I'm doing it my way. And you get this beautiful, like, not even references, but proper introductions to all of his crew.
1: And the tinkerer is there as well.
2: Yeah, and the Tinker is like I think that's a great because the Tinker is often portrayed as like this old dude with like, kind of a Doc Brown type. Mm. What is this, the Tinker like sh- in
1: Marvel Comics, by the way? Just for you who doesn't know.
2: The Tinker just uh he he for want of be a better term, he tinkers. <laughs> he tinkers. Uh he can, he can he's a very skilled like engineer and mechanic and electrical engineer. He can make any device Mm. and he can also break any device and he can reverse engineer any device and
1: he's a spider-man villain normally is he
2: yeah i think he pops up in daredevil here and there as well but yeah for for all intents and purposes and so i like his portrayal in this as just like kind of a quiet shy dude uh like he sees a dude Die, and he's really uncomfortable with
1: it. <laughs> he's just a guy that likes tinkering. That's all he wants to do.
2: Yeah, and why wouldn't he be uh, like enthusiastic about this alien? There's the alien tech. There's a Marvel one shot um, about it's about a couple who find Shatari technology uh, after the Battle of New York, like very similar, and they reverse engineer it to work. And they end up getting hired by S.H.I.E.L.D. Because none of their scientists could figure it out.
1: Right, okay, that's very Did that come out before this movie?
2: It did, it came out shortly after uh, Avengers 2012.
1: Oh, Jesus. Um, So they were already onto this line of thinking even then, just to use it. But it's such a unique way to bring the character in. Because as I said, Spider-Man, his first appearance was in Civil War. But they could have just completely made it disconnected in this movie. But they did the complete opposite because it was a homecoming to Marvel. And so the best way to do that is, what's the biggest movie? What was the biggest event we'd had in our first phase? It was the first Avengers. Let's bring Spider-Man in, even loosely connected to that thing. Now, they're saying Tom Holland was the kid in Iron Man 2. Maybe that's just kind of an add-on they've kind of done.
2: But I think that's definitely an add-on, but I like that. Yeah,
1: I, I, I like the idea of that, yeah. But in regards to, you immediately say, okay, this villain has been around all this time. As just Spider-Man is new, he's kind of come on the scene. It connects everything straight away, and you're just like, oh yeah, I'm in this universe again. This is Sony, but it's also Marvel. Uh, Okay, we're watching an MCU movie. Um... And so the 60s cartoon team then plays, and you have Peter's first re- introduction in this movie, which is his narration of the whole of the Civil War behind the scene, and he's just I like... I love this. And, he, and he's just this kid who's just like, oh my god, I stole Captain America's shield, oh my god, oh he's big now, oh gotta go! <laughs>
2: yeah, I, but I also love at the start he's putting on, like the, the hard-ass voice, talking about queens. <laughs> yeah. But it's totally what a 15 year old would do Who's just like on a trip He has a camera He's going to fucking mess around with
1: And he doesn't know why he's in Berlin as well He's like I don't know why I'm here They just kind of brought me to Berlin I don't know Tony Stark just tells me to come here
2: Yeah because it's it's after in Civil War Tony Stark goes to Queens And he's like oh you're Spider-Man You're you're clearly Spider-Man
1: But all (laughs) all of these scenes as well They very much, like, the theme of this movie is that Spider-Man wants to be friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man, and what better way to show that this movie is going to be a lot more grounded than the first, you show the villain, he's in the rubble of the fucking big extravagant Avengers movie, he's cleaning up the rubble, and then the hero is, it starts right after the big fucking Civil War and he's on the come down, and he's just a kid. Like, both of these main characters are, like, just beside the, the big thing but they're not involved in that really like that's not their universe
2: yeah exactly and uh, Tony Stark even says to him at one point uh, it's like no you, you operate on the ground for want mm. of a better word like you are just you patrol this street and that's it
1: that, well that's why in the car straight away after the video when he's just like um, he, you operate in that little grey area <laughs> and then he yeah. and then he goes to. Re- and then there's also the video of them in the car where he's like, "How you doing, that man? You're wearing something skimpy, I hope." And he starts laughing, which is definitely Robert Downey Jr. just breaking character as oh, yeah. as Tony
2: Stark. 100% they didn't write a script for that bit they just said oh Robert Downey Jr says something funny
1: yeah um, and so he reaches across and the scene is in every trailer but he's just like um, he's looking for a hug but no I'm just getting the door for you we're not at hugging level just yet okay off you go
2: yeah not not the time <laughs> um, and it leads into the, like the then you're in like the proper intro to this movie which is happy ghosting Peter Parker <laughs>
1: It is, but like the soundtrack, the the whole next few scenes are literally they're so Spider Man, and that's the best compliment I can give this movie. In that you have this soundtrack, and he's just on the train or he's on the whatever mm. he's takes it happy like you up hey please yeah hey, what, what's up I I'm, I'm I'm busy I'm not I'm not busy like happy if you need me I'm, I'm here.
2: It's, it's peter by the way it's peter
1: yeah, peter parker
2: sorry a little bit of trivia that song is called the underdog yeah and that's great uh, which, which is very much what peter parker is in this movie
1: and it's all uh, it's all great co- it's got very good comedic moments here as well in terms of the high school news that's up in the corner, like, the fucking CGI oh, yeah. on that, or the the green screen is fucking awful. And the two of them are like, yes, we are doing this. I uh, so i so
2: stilted and unnatural.
1: <laughs> I too am excited. 215 15-year-olds trying to read the news. Um, and then it's him in class as well. Like, that is, this whole scene, surely, I know you love Spider-Man, but the first time you've seen this, you was have been like, oh, this is... This is Spider-Man. Like, he's in class. Yeah. There's this song going on. Everything. He's in a... It's a school for geniuses as well.
2: Yeah, it's like a... It's It's like a mini-MIT. Like, it's all about science and technology kind of a thing. Yeah. Which is... The most Peter Parker school there is. If only there was a <laughs> photography course he was also it me. <laughs> um, But yeah, like, it is pure Spider-Man. This whole movie. Even the bits that are like... Because we'll get into it a bit, but a lot of the complaints in this movie is that, oh, he's just got the Stark suit, so he's fine. Mm. But even the Stark suit, it's all very uh, comic book Spidey.
1: But the Stark suit is used as a means to an end. Like, they want to get him to the neighborhood Spider-Man guy. And you get him there by... You give him the Stark suit, but at the end he doesn't want it. Like, that's that's where we need to get to. Um, if it's yeah. a means to what, an end yeah.
2: Exactly what's the line It's like if, if you're nothing without the suit You don't deserve it
1: And so th- you need to have the first two acts Where he's got this fucking amazing suit And people were complaining like oh It's just Iron Man, Spider-Man or whatever But if you don't have those two last two acts that, The last act Where he's under all that rubble Not to give spoilers away That scene plays completely differently Like, that scene is amazing, because we've gone through the previous hour and a half.
2: Yeah, it's been earned. Yeah. Like, that that moment was earned by by us and by Peter.
1: And so, we also have his first trip out as Spider-Man, with the soundtrack playing, and he's just... He's solving petty crimes, he's giving directions to all women, he's just ordering food. There's a guy screaming, I'm like, hey, you Spider-Man, do a flip! And he just does (laughs) a flip. Like, it is, I remember watching this just being like, smiling ear to ear, like, oh shit, they've done it. Like, this is Spider-Man on a
2: screen. Yeah, because it's not just, he doesn't just fight the big baddies all the time. He literally helps people.
1: Yeah. And
2: like the, the only other piece of media, aside from comics, the only other piece of media I've seen that gets this right is the PS4 game, where you literally do odd jobs for people.
1: And that's kind of what he does, like, especially at the start, when he's just a 15-year-old who has powers, and he hasn't... There's He's not going to have, like, Green Goblin every single week. He's just going to be walking around like, I'm looking for things to do. Um, and... I know we're we're seeing all this, but obviously Maguire and Garfield have come long before that. They were good at separate things, but I think, like, we're going to get into it later on, but Tom Holland is the perfect encapsulation of both of their strengths, and that is why he works so well in this role.
2: Yeah, he's like, and he is, he, at the time he was the youngest person to play Peter Parker as well, which I think shouldn't be glossed over at that you didn't have this 30 year old man pretending to be a 15 year old I think Tom Holland might have been 18 when this was filmed Yeah, and like he just fucking he sells everything so well he sells the awkwardness of being a teenager and but also like the delight at oh i'm fucking spider-man
1: yeah like that scene where he's stopping the person breaking into the car they're like it's my car and he's like he's after webbing them but the scene that really gets me is the bit with donald glover later on where he's just like you're a criminal you're a criminal no you're a criminal and he's walking away i'm just like (laughs) you fucking little charmer my god you're perfect (laughs) as spider-man
2: it's uh, and uh, yeah, and it's even like that. Oh man, I got ice cream in here. Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so he has his first trip out with Spider-Man, and then you have the bank robbery where he's intercepting him. And this is our first scene with um, the guys using Tombs's, uh technology that that gang has yes. cultivated. Um, and this is it. this is what really brings Peter into their world, just even a little bit.
2: Yeah, and interesting fact about just I thought I'd bring it up now in this film uh spider-man never punches anyone really yeah he dodges he'll make them punch each other he'll hit them with webs but he'll never throw a punch at anyone
1: that is so interesting i, n- I never even thought about that but yeah now that you mention it holy shit
2: yeah like i I just think it's great <laughs> i think it's because I and i don't just think it's um how do i say this in character wise i think it makes sense that little old Peter Parker wouldn't feel comfortable punching someone. Because <laughs> <laughs> also, if that if, makes... Spider-Man could rip
1: a man's face off if he punched him hard enough.
2: Absolutely. If Spider-Man punches a regular man, that man dies. Yeah,
1: but at full strength, like. So, um, he intercepts the bank robbery. Now, the bit I don't like with this is they've set up the shop across the road before that, and then the guys blow it up, and it's used for a bit of, like, drama, but the guy is fine and then the cat is fine and nobody dies and he just goes in and he saves him. I just think I don't know, I think you probably could have done with maybe a bit more of tragedy there but then does it become every other origin for Peter Parker because we're skipping all of that.
2: That's the thing, see I think the, the what we were meant to take away from that scene is um, earlier on in the movie the, the guy in the shop is kind of rude to Peter mm. uh, So, and I think later on um, the guy in the shop is talking And he's like Oh I fucking love Spider-Man I think that's the, the, the That's why that scene exists Is that like
1: I, Maybe it's to, just to, the to way the
2: double life
1: It's maybe the way the explosion goes off Like it's just such a big explosion Like yeah nobody's going to survive that And it's like really dramatic music as well I think it's just like It's a complete um, change of tone But maybe that's what they were going for A bit of a shock factor Just in that situation Um, And so he saves the guy across the road And uh, he gets home Also he has to tell Aunt Maida he's after losing another school bag When they go for food And she's like that's five of them
2: (laughs) Surely she'd cotton on wouldn't she
1: (laughs) Surely Um, But when he gets back home and he's crawling in along the roof. He drops down, and who is there but our good friend Ned? Who this is? Ned leads. Ned, who is basically, uh, is a Genki. Who? Um,
2: uh, oh, the Miles yeah, Morales I think so. character. Yes he's well he's the guy in the chair The
1: guy in the chair And so they've kind of combined Miles Morales and Peter Parker here But Ned Jacob Atalan in this is amazing He's just great as the guy in the chair Um, And so he finds out that Peter is Spider-Man Which is hilarious just because for the next several scenes He keeps asking him questions Like do you lay eggs?
2: Yeah it's so And he's like are you an Avenger? (laughs) Peter's like Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
1: Because that's what a fifteen-year-old would do. Yeah, no, I am. Yeah, I, I I definitely am.
2: Yeah, like Ned in this is, he's such a good friend as well. Because compare Ned finding out that Peter is Spider-Man to fucking uh, not, yeah, James Franco finding out that toby Maguire is spider-man
1: oh no he's gonna strap into a chair and kill him
2: yeah it's entirely different i like have amnesia
1: th- he'll say
2: connor if i was spider-man and you found out <laughs> yeah wh- how would you act i Wouldn't would you tie me to a chair i would tell you something now i would not
1: go fucking near you violently i'll tell you that first of all step one get you on my side in case i'm in a battle <laughs> of some kind in the future
2: Step two, point you towards my enemies.
1: <laughs> Sean, punch. <laughs> but that's me. You punch the mirror, Sean. <laughs> Go
2: on. Okay.
1: <laughs> Fine. Um so yeah. And Nate and Peter's relationship in this is just it's very wholesome. Like and then if you throw Zendaya who he's not revealed as MJ just yet but if you throw her in the character the three of them together have great chemistry like all of the younger actors in this just all bounce off each other you can tell that they like lived in the same house together for several months
2: yeah and they they really it's a really natural kind of conversational acting Mm. like a lot of times when people are having a conversation you feel like Oh, he's waiting for him to get to the end of his line so he can say his line. But this one, they'll they'll talk over each other and they'll act like people, which is really nice.
1: It's really well scripted. Like the the best thing I can say about this movie is that you don't think it was written by probably two dudes in their thirties or forties who who had to write about high school people. Like these are just. Uh, it seems like this is what a fifteen-year-old would say, and that's the best compliment you could give it.
2: Yeah, really. And it, and it's also it's a speaking of the writing. There's a lot of like ways they could have leaned into teen movie high school tropes mm. because literally because Ned is a blabbermouth uh and tells everyone that Peter knows Spider-Man. Uh they both get invited to a high school party. True. <laughs> and it would have been so easy to just have you know uh Tom Holland or Peter Parker, whoever you want to call him, uh, jump in and be like, hey, everyone's the, everyone be nice to Peter. Peter's real cool. <laughs> uh, but instead, he actively doesn't go and he does the right thing.
1: Yeah, you see him, like he's battling with himself and he wants to go because Nate has turned up in his hat and Ned is looking oh, fly God. in his hat, you know what I mean? He's looking real cool, and so...
2: He's, he is, to be fair, it is a cool hat. It
1: is <laughs> a cool hat. And uh, Zendaya has a great line where she's like, why are you guys here? And they're like, you're here. Am I? Am I here? <laughs> um, and so they're at the party. Also... Uh, I don't want to overlook, possibly the best comedic line in the movie is um, when they're watching the TV and it's Captain America and the gym teacher says, pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now, but yeah, we gotta go do whatever he says.
2: <laughs> yeah, we gotta show this tape, that's whatever. <laughs>
1: like, that's classic gym teacher like, oh, look man, I'm just getting paid for the hour, Just for let's just do some shit, yeah. dodgeball.
2: Um, dodge, dodge the ball, kick the ball, I don't care
1: <laughs> And so, yeah, you see them at the party And they get involved in this situation Where Peter is in this full Spider-Man suit And he's like, I have to go in Because I promised Spider-Man would be there But he looks up and there's a big massive blue beam into the sky But it's not full blue beam, it's just an explosion um, blue beam Can't have a Marvel movie without it And so he has to basically go, can I be popular or do I want to save people? And of course, the classic Peter Parker thing, you go straight towards the danger um, and fuck the popularity. And also you have him running out of trees and he has to run across a
2: golf course. (laughs) You put Spider-Man in the suburbs and then what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) And
1: He stands at the edge and he just, he points his arms and he just lets go of the web and it just attaches to nothing. And there's just a second of silence and he's like, Huh. (laughs) All right, <laughs> and in the sixth scene is just him running over like the 18 hole.
2: Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and then, and this is where uh, Donald Glover's character comes in, uh, Aaron Davis. Yes. And, uh, so, Shocker and a dude who's not Shocker, are... <laughs> who's
1: about to be Shocker. <laughs> well, <it's not> gonna...
2: <laughs> spoilers. Uh, so they're doing a deal with Aaron Davis, and he's like, "Hey, you can buy all these." The Chitauri weapons and the deal is going bad Mm. so uh, you know Peter Peter saves a criminal is what he does
1: well first of all Donald Glover says I just want to I just want to hold people up I don't want to send them back in time (laughs) (laughs) And, and I think that's a great like this movie this cast is so strong they have Donald Glover but he's just like he's in two scenes like, if you got Donald Glover, I would throw him front and centre for this whole movie. As some other character, maybe. Not just as that character. Like, if you have him there. But they just use him just for the... And Donald Glover is one of the best actors
2: going. He's, yeah, and musicians, yeah. also, just as it goes. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's, he's pretty good
2: at most things. Um, he's pretty great. It's not so, fair. <laughs> it's not,
1: and so Peter saves him. I think he says, if you're going to punch anybody, punch me, or shoot me. Yeah. If you're going to shoot anyone, shoot. if you're going to shoot someone, shoot me. And that comes back later on. It's just a line he says in that scene, but that works with the story later on. Like, everything in this movie, there's not one scene that's slowing down in this movie. Everything is connected, and it's just going.
2: Yeah, like, the, no, and, and everything is connected in a way. Like, if, if, if the Chitauri had never invaded, this movie wouldn't happen.
1: And even the bits, say, the high school, and then the villain. Like, you don't think they're connected, but they are. <laughs> like, everything is just... Oh,
2: we'll yeah. get to that. <laughs>
1: exactly. So, um, he, so- he stops the explosion, and he- he's attached to the back of their van as they're driving away. And this is the first time we see the vulture, or Michael Keaton, or tubes, come in, and he brings them up into the sky, and he just fucking drops him from, like, 500 feet. Um, yeah, they
2: made the vulture look terrifying. <clears throat>
1: He is like the animation on that is fucking great.
2: Yeah, because it's like it's nearly like animal the mm. way they're able to do it. Like it's nearly so natural, but it's so fucking robotic and synthetic, and it's horrifying. Like if that was coming at you on a dark night, and you just see those green eyes coming at you, mm. you're, de- you're like you're gone. You have a heart attack before and, you even like when
1: Peter's going up, all you you could hear the wind. And it's just, it's cut really well. You're just like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? And you can be, you don't get, like, a full view of the vulture. Like, you get a view of his face, but, like, it's just kind of all taken in shots. And it's, you see from Peter's point of view, like, who the fuck is this guy? He's just dragging me into the sky.
2: Yeah. And then he drops him.
1: Just drops him. um, He falls into the ocean. And then we have Mr. Tony Stark. He turns up and he drags him out. Of the, sea, of the river I suppose Or the or the sea um, And drops him down But it's, it's Tony Stark I don't know where he is Do you know where he is on holiday?
2: I think he's in India somewhere Is he?
1: Um, and so he's having a conversation With one of the waiters At the same time as giving out to Peter For going above and beyond
2: Yeah he's essentially using Skype Inside an Iron Man suit
1: Yeah um, What are your thoughts on this scene?
2: I like it mm. I think it's I think it's uh, no, it sets up a lot of stuff later on in the film, mm. but I th- it, it shows Tony Sack in kind of a better light because he didn't just let this 15-year-old loose with what is essentially a weapon of mass destruction.
1: And you find out that Peter's been listening to every single voicemail. That's such a small note, just in terms of like, uh, or is, do you find out later on? is at one time you find out that Peter's been listening to all the vice that he's been le- leaving, and he's just like, totally? oh, you ha- you helped that old lady.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that is <clears throat> later on, isn't it?
1: Okay, that's fair enough. I, I probably mix up the two meetings. There's one that doesn't go so well. Actually, both of them are kind of both them are great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just enjoy that because I think that's an amazing... Uh, Way to use Tony Stark. Just as that kind of paternal figure. That you're just like. He's not really one. But everyone else doesn't really look at him like that. But you see in the way he acts. That he will literally do it. Like he's looking after Peter. Peter's his Oh yeah boy. whatever
2: happens. Peter will be fine. Yeah. Um. Uh, but And then. Uh, we see Toomes back in his HQ. And <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh, He's taking the piss out of Shocker Mm. Colin likes being like Oh the Shocker And then he accidentally kills The guy who's Shocker
1: (laughs) And he just like He just walks it off He's just like Oh no Nobody told told me this was a (laughs) Nobody told me this was a Dissolver gun Fuck
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ah well And he just takes the glove And throws it to the new guy He's
1: like You're the Shocker now Good work
2: Yeah that's actually uh, His name is Herman Schultz Oh, right. And he is actually the shocker in the comics.
1: Ah, interesting. I don't know if he probably got it like that in the comics.
2: Probably not. No, no. I think it was a, a... I'll be honest, early days it could have been hit by lightning. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it is comic books in the 40s. He probably got hit by lightning. Um, so the two guys, they find out like who the fuck is this spider guy. Um, and he took a bit of their tech... And so they track it down to the school, and they're kind of going in. Um, Peter uses his Iron Man suit, or Spider-Man suit, to send the tracker with them, um, and he kind of follows them away. Now, this is when the vulture takes off, and they all kind of go away, and he sees this as a point of, like, I want to go on that decathlon with the school that I turned down, because I had to stay with the Tony Stark internship, but now I want to go to Washington. Because they're, I think, did they say like they're um, an hour outside of Washington or whatever?
2: Yeah, I think they're going to um, Maryland, Maryland. Right, okay. Which is near Washington.
1: Um, and uh, so, and so he goes onto the Catalog bus, and Flash gets kicked back off the team.
2: Yeah. Oh, also we didn't talk about Flash Thompson in this. Yeah. Flash Thompson in this. Is what an actual bully is like He's just <laughs> a bit of a dickhead
1: he's, he's a dickhead Like he's not Joe Maginello When he's 45 and older than the teacher Like he's just this Scrawny little dude who's smaller than Peter Who's just got a big mouth And lots of money And he's just like ah oh, you're fucking dickheads You are not yeah. as good as me
2: Now and could you imagine If Sony wasn't as involved as they are And that Flash Thompson Had to become Venom
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) That sounds terrible. It
2: sounds more terrible, but something
1: I want to see.
2: It has to exist in some, like, pitch somewhere.
1: I think, is that Tony uh, Revelori. I think he plays Flash. Um, I don't
2: know who he is. I don't know what his name is, but he's fucking fantastic yeah he's
1: really good the whole cast here is great but he's just so annoying and in the second one when he's always he's always live streaming and you're just like oh yeah by about the third scene you're just like oh dude put down the phone
2: fucking hell I hate you but then yeah I'm not getting onto the second one too much but there's that bit and he's just you can see his texts and it's just like mother have not heard from you or father in days yeah
1: he's just a dude trying to get his parents love man and he'll just do anything um, he'll do anything he'll bully any man he'll bully any man so uh peter's under the catalogue to washington um and him and Ned disable the stark tracker that's in the suit uh, because happy rings him and is like why are you going to washington oh i'm going on the catalogue okay cool but then that tips yeah. him off that there's like there's a tracker in the suit so I'm going to have to get rid of this tracker out of it. And Ned's the guy in the
2: chair. So he's the
1: man to yeah, do it. And what,
2: what is it? The training wheels protocol. Is how it's called?
1: And he's whinging about it and complaining about it as he b- jumps up and down in the bed. He treats yeah. me like a kid. <laughs> he's like, yeah, Peter, you're 15.
2: You, you are a kid. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, how... It's never really explained, but... Ned is just a computer genius, is that it? Like, because he's able to hack Stark tech?
1: See, unless Tony made it really easy to hack, but I suppose it is set up that Ned is in the, the STEM school or whatever it is. Like, he That's must true, be a genius.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't. I, I forgot about that temporarily. Mm. So,
1: I mean, I think it's just assumed that they're all geniuses. So, just kind of go with it that they're able to hack into stuff. Even Flash? Not flash, no. <laughs> not flash. He could live oh, stream. <laughs> yeah, um, and so Peter then he also has the classic, uh, what's the the classic Spider Man look where he has Liz comes around, and uh, Liz is of course his love interest. She comes around and she's just like, we're all going to the pool. It's going to be great. It can be me and you. It can be like a special night here, like me and you.
2: We can bond.
1: We can bond, make a connection. This is what you've always wanted, ha, huh? ha, ha. Eyebrows up and down a lot. And he's just like, yeah, I would love to do that, but I have to go fight a guy. <laughs> so Yeah, oh.
2: I got spider maning to do.
1: And of course, the classic bit of just before he leaves, he looks over the roof and they're all sitting at the pool. And he has to have that moment where he looks out, he's like, I can never have a normal life.
2: Yeah, yeah. it wouldn't be the same Spider-Man story without sad Peter Parker.
1: I want more Maguire cry face though. I think that exact same scene but when it cuts back to the headshot instead of Tom Holland have Maguire's sad
2: face. Someone has absolutely done like a deep fake <laughs> on that, haven't they?
1: <laughs> Put Maguire's sad face in every sad Peter Parker scene.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a money-making idea. Oh,
1: can you imagine? I'm just going to throw this out there. Tobey Maguire... I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. I think Oscars. I'm saying oh it now. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> oh, my God, yes.
1: Tom McGuire is about the same age as Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark.
2: <laughs> I don't feel so good, fellow adult.
1: <laughs> fellow man. How many kids do you have? Um, and so, yeah, he has to go stop. Um, he also... Uh, he goes to the petrol station or whatever it is, and he's you did. This is their first introduction to instant kill mode, which is yes. it's like no, no, I don't want to kill anyone.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's great. I I like the um. What was it is it Karen? Yeah, is it yeah? I like Karen in the suit because it it gives Spider Man a reason to talk to himself out loud for us.
1: And Karen is voiced by Jennifer Connolly who is married to Paul Bettany, who is the original Jarvis.
2: Beautiful. It's God, they, ge- they did well out of that, didn't they?
1: It's it's all connected. Um, and so uh, Jennifer Connelly is great in the role, just as like she's like, I've activated instant kill mode. And he's like, well, no, 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 no. And then he jumps off the side and he just lands face first and because she's after changing the webs. And he's, yeah. he's like, "You have five hundred and fifty upper options for webs." He's like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Maybe he should have
2: used those trading wheels for a little further. Maybe he should have just like ramped up to the five hundred mm. web options.
1: Maybe, but at that point, you def- you see that like I think this scene is perfect because I know people complain about the Iron Man suit that Spider Man's wearing one, but he doesn't understand it. Like he's just one of us in that suit. Like there's no point in having all that technology if you don't understand it. It's fairly useless at that stage.
2: Exactly, yeah, like it's He he can do the basics, but he could do the basics without the suit.
1: Yeah, and, and that's that's the whole point in regards that. Like, if you have 504 options, you could be completely overpowered. But if you only know three of those options, it's like in a video game where you have 900 combos, but he only knows the same three moves. So he's just going to keep doing them.
2: Yeah, just spam circle
1: and then you'll, <laughs> go, you'll what, wait a See what fucking happens. Um, and so he finds Tombs trying to take off, take all of the gear out of the truck. They have. Uh, what are the four things? Like, the four. Uh, ...they make things that you can just kind of go through them. I don't I don't know the scientific term for that,
2: <laughs> clearly. A portal of some kind. A
1: portal of some kind. Um, and so he's in the truck. Peter drops yeah. in. Um, and... ...toombs is like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, we're we're the whole way across the country, like... Um, ...and Toombs gets out of that situation... ...but Peter goes to jump... ...and they just completely remove the portal... And he just yeah. smashes his head off the roof of the truck
2: Dude I can fucking th- I can like feel that In my head Because <laughs> yeah. like, he goes Because he's intending to jump maybe 50 feet in the air Yeah so he has that much power behind him And it just all goes into his skull And you know I feel that I've had many a concussion shot
1: You know I do i have so that. many
2: concussed <laughs> shows <laughs>
1: So, like, yeah, he gets absolutely... The only word I can use is he gets absolutely smashed. <laughs> like, just yeah. fucked.
2: It's, like, it's bad.
1: Yeah, and so he's in the truck, and they end up in the damage control building. Because um, that's what, who Tombs was taken off, And he's trapped inside this big, massive warehouse. And this is one of... See, there's so many good scenes in this movie, but this is one of those scenes where you're like, he's chatting away to Jennifer Coddley or Carrot or whatever and they're having this really hard to heart moment you're like, this is a really bonding experience and then she's like, how long, or he's like, how long has passed? (laughs) She's like, 45 (laughs) minutes. What
2: the hell? (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, like, it's, he's, it's really interesting because it's, He's useless in there. Like, he could have... He could be able to swing on webs all he likes, but he can't get out of the building, so. Yeah, he has
1: 504 web combos, but no way to get out the door.
2: Yeah, but it does show that he... What he does is he starts practicing, and he starts learning what some of them do.
1: Mm. And he needs that, because otherwise he would just run headfirst into every battle and not understand what they do.
2: Yes. And so, like, in the meantime, while all this is happening, like... Ned and the other, for want of a better term, nerds. The nerds. Are, yeah, <laughs> the, they're all ready to get to the decathlon. And they're like, where's Peter?
1: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a classic Spider-Man trope. Where's Peter? He's always late for everything. That's classic him.
2: It, 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 Peter Parker being late is... Mm. It's If you were to build a pyramid of <laughs> n- essential character traits
1: <laughs> and it's because he finds out that the power core is unstable and he's like oh shit oh shit oh shit i need to get back to nate because he's carrying it around in his backpack
2: yeah he's essentially carrying a live bomb with yeah
1: him. and so they winded a catalog with zendaya getting the the winning answer i think and um, peter's replaced by flash um, and so they then say, we'll have a bit of a celebration. We've won. Let's go to the Washington Monument. Uh, what a great Yay. idea. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, And the whole thing is that if the Chitari thing is exposed to radiation, it'll, it'll go off. And of
1: course, so they goes- extra everyone when they go into the Washington Monument.
2: Oh, lads, if you had just not x-rayed him. Ironically, not x-raying would have solved all the problems. No. Oh,
1: no. He would have been able to carry that bomb in and out. No worries. Indefinitely. Um, Even
2: on the plane home. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh, they're all in the Washington Monument. And you have this great thing where he's, like, trying to get there. And he finally gets there. He runs past a... Um, he jumped, and he's climbing up it and it's at this point he's halfway up and you're just like holy shit he's really really high up
2: yeah I I I think there was something said but in this film up until he climbs the monument he has a fear of heights
1: right is it I
2: think one of the directors said that or something but there, there, there is a there's there, there's some note saying that Peter Parker has or had a fear of heights And he just made himself get over it because he's like, sure, I need to be up high. Oh,
1: God, it's just, that's such a Peter Parker thing. Well, I want to help people, but I'm also scared. (laughs) I'll just keep doing it anyway.
2: Yeah, and you see, like you say, when he's halfway up, like... He gets dizzy and nervous.
1: Yeah, which I think anybody would. I would be yeah, shitting she, myself.
2: So The monument is fucking massive.
1: Yeah, I don't think you realise how big it is until you're standing on the edge of it at the very top, on the slant.
2: <laughs> so he, uh, he's climbing up, the grenade explodes.
1: Yes. And in everyone the elevator. And trapped
2: in, in an elevator, yeah. Mm.
1: And you have this uh, great scene where he gets to the top and the helicopter's behind him and they're like, get down get down, and he has the moment where he has to flip backwards over the helicopter, attach to it, fly back in through the tiny little window with enough force because he can not kick it down by himself so he has yeah. to get enough energy to go through the window to be able to catch the elevator and save everyone <laughs>
2: And he does it
1: and he, and he does it And it's just a great Spider-Man moment Like at the end of it You're just like Fucking hell That was That was tense. Obviously he was definitely Gonna do it Like you weren't gonna Kill a lot of kids But like In the moment In that scene You're like That's great It just shows like He will literally do Anything to save these people
2: Yeah Even Flash Who's a dickhead to him
1: Yeah um, And you I do like
2: that t- bit as well Sorry it's, He's Putting on the cool Spider-Man voice When he's talking to him In the elevator yeah. And he just he's what's it? he's just about to say is he saying something about Peter Parker or something like that, and the elevator just drops.
1: <laughs> and the the bit where um he saves everyone and then of course Liz is the last one left. He saves her and he drags her up um and then Jennifer Codley's in his ear just going kiss her. Kiss her, you're upside down, <laughs> kiss her, yeah. kiss her and then he then the thing breaks and he just falls down the elevator shaft.
2: It's brilliant.
1: Um, and so everybody saved. Your good old pal Spider-Man saved you. It was very lucky he was in Washington at the time. It was now, very that lucky. That won't come up later. That probably won't come up later. And obviously, they're all meant to be like really smart. Surely they could figure it out.
2: Yeah, well, is on the ground.
1: Oh, she knows. I think she, yeah, she pretty much knows. She, well.
2: knows.
1: <laughs> yeah. she put um, it together
2: right then and there.
1: And so, uh, you all, you have him coming back to New York there with them, and he's like, I need to find tombs, like, I need to know where these guys are. And so he meets up with Donald Glover, and uh, I just call him Donald Glover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so they have this good scene where Donald Glover gives the information, he's like, I've got a nephew in this ta- in this area, and I don't want him being exposed to that kind of technology, um, which might be a hint for something else, Shot. I don't know what... Oh, it's
2: definitely Miles Morales.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, but he, he that's a bit of a, um, what's the word, an Easter egg. Um, and so then you have Peter, he attaches his hand to the thing, or he traps him, and then that's where he says, you're a criminal, no, and he's like, you gotta release me, I
2: gave you what you wanted. No, no, you're a criminal, no, yeah. you're staying there. I like intimidation mode in the scene as well.
1: (laughs) And it has like the voice change. It's like the Christian Bale Batman voice. And he's like, this is your first time, isn't it? You are not good at this.
2: If if you want to keep doing this, you have to get better at this part.
1: (laughs) Donald Glover's talking him through, interrogating him.
2: Yeah, he, Donald Glover has complete control in that situation.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and the only reason he gives up the information, as we've said, is because of his nephew. Like, he's just looking, he's like, you're clearly, like, a 15-year-old kid. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? Um, yeah. And so uh, he also says that he respects him because earlier on he was like, if you're going to shoot someone, shoot me. Like, that's pretty brave. Um, and so he tells him about the Staten Island, fa- Staten Island Ferry, and peter decides let's head over for a bit of a ferry trip sean i mean it's lovely around this time of year also they're doing a weird deal for weapons so i should probably be there undercover that kind of stuff yeah um
2: so yeah like um the the tombs is selling weapons to mac gargan who is the scorpion okay uh and Peter thinks he's going to go in And everything's going to be fine.
1: Yeah, I think that's the classic young Spider-Man idea. Just like, sure, I'll be there. I'll figure it out. I don't really have a plan other than that I'll be there. And I'll just do some stuff. his plan is go there. (laughs) His plan is go there and go, stop. Stop all this bad stuff you're doing. And then the guys will be like, you know what? The kid is right. He's raised a good point.
2: Um, Uh, But it doesn't go well. And the fairy... Ends up being cut in half.
1: It did through a series of events. um, He ends up releasing one of the uh, weapons. Just starts firing uncontrollably. And it splits the fucking ferry in two. And this is a great scene. Because you have Peter. Tombs gets away. And you have this amazing scene where Peter is just like... uh, Also, Peter has seen Tombs without his mask on. On that ship. So he knows what he looks like. Um, But he splits the ferry in two and Peter looks for all of the structural points that he needs to basically keep the ship together, which, I mean, is a loser battle at this stage. If a ship is split in two, that's kind of the, the idea to, we should probably get off.
2: But, yeah, probably abandon ship at that point.
1: But he's like, okay, there's points there, there, and, they, and the suit is scanning for these points and they're like, there's 97 points or whatever. And so he, he's just swinging through, getting all these waves, crisscrossing them, tying them up, going piece by piece, going the whole way through. And then he gets to the end, and the suit says, you've got 96 of them. And he's yeah. like, I missed one. And then, of course, the whole thing just fucking starts falling apart.
2: Yeah, but then Tony Stark and all of the Stark robots uh, save the day.
1: Which, I mean, they came along really quickly. Like, it was 90 seconds between ship getting cut and Tony being there.
2: Yeah, I don't know, was he waiting until the last minute to really prove a point? But Yeah, uh, so I suppose I, I that. think that's so, a very Tony yes. Stark move. <laughs>
1: yes. Um, and so Tony saves everybody by pushing the whole thing together and then re-melding it all back down the middle. Um... And then you have a scene with the two of them where Tony is very much like a, per- a parent scolding their young child.
2: Oh yeah, he's like he but Tony is furious in this scene. Like. Mm. So I like I don't blame him because Peter nearly killed a bunch of people after spe- Tony specifically told him not to. Stay on the
1: ground. Do n- just ground. be friendly neighborhood Spider-Man.
2: So like, he, I also love the minute with the moment where, because it's just an Iron Man suit. So Tom Holland is like, oh, if you really cared, you would be here. And he, Tony, just steps out.
1: Yeah, and it's just like this badass woman Like, oh, he he does care. Oh shit. Oh shit! This is much worse than I thought. <laughs> yeah, like Peter's like, oh, I must have really fucked up if you're actually here.
2: And so, crux of the matter. Uh, we get the line: If you're not without the suit, then you don't deserve it. And, and Peter, Tony, sorry, well, go ahead.
1: I was going to say that Peter is very much like we were all when you're 15, and your parents are like, "Well, I'm going to take that away." No, 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 serious. I need this. No, th- I like I need this. But Peter's like that with a suit. Like it's this new found technology that he has. He's like, no, yeah. like th- this is this is like the shidiest thing. I need this. Like, and and Tony is very much just looking at him like. If you you don't need the fucking suit to be Spider-Man. You are Spider-Man without the suit. Like I was just trying to help you. Your whole personality, your identity is not the suit. Your identity comes and then the suit is just an add-on.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so taking it away it shouldn't take Spider-Man away. Mm. But And uh it, it but in a way it does for a while because Peter's just like, okay, I'm just going to be a high schooler.
1: But I I think that is these scenes are really good because these scenes lead up to the best scene in the movie and these scenes work just as a complete like counterpoint to the tension we're about to feel in like five minutes but it's oh, just like God. a montage of <laughs> you're already thinking about it. but it's just like a montage of Peter learning to dance uh, Aunt May teaching him how to tie his tie he asks Liz to the home- homecoming dance uh, she says yes and she clearly fancies him back. And so, you have this great thing where everything's coming up Millhouse for old Spidey. What could go wrong in this scenario, Sean? They pull up oh to the house. Peter's on cloud nine. I don't think anything's going to go wrong for Peter Parker. I think his life, from now on,
2: is going to be perfect.
1: And I so audibly
2: I, gasped in the cinema. He walks up
1: family. to the front door, rings the doorbell, and who opens the door but Mr. Michael Keaton... In an incredible reveal. A reveal that I, I did not guess. And everyone I've talked to did not guess. Um, I think it was played so close to the chest. It's mentioned that Toombs has a daughter. It's meant that she's into art. But it's not ever really expanded upon. And it's only when you go back and watch it the second time that he's looking at that little that drawing of his young daughter in the first scene. And it's like, they were fucking telling us from the very start. Holy shit.
2: Yeah, like it's... It's so good, and Tombs obviously doesn't know that Peter is Spider Man, uh, but Peter is just like his his entire body is tense. Yeah.
1: This scene, Tom Holland acts this like incredibly well. Just because we're with him, like you're, as you said you were in the cinema and you gasped like we are right there with him. Like, oh shit! And then it becomes the bit where Keaton doesn't know. But Tom Holland, like, Peter's sitting there, and Tombs doesn't know why this kid is stared at weird. But Peter's just stared at, like, you nearly killed all those people. Like, me and you have fought lots of times. But he can't yeah.
2: tell him. And uh, presumably Tombs is just like, oh, he's nervous about meeting her dad.
1: Yeah. And it makes but- sense. And um, Tombs comes across as a loving father here, which is even better. Like, he's just, him and the wife are, like, having a bit of banter. There's just, like, there's just some, there's some cute moments. And then before, like, Liz goes off, he's just like, let's take a photo. It's your big night, Liz. Come on, we have to take a photo with you and your, po- and your boyfriend. Come on, Peter, get in. And Peter's, like, trying to smile. And it's the worst yeah. smile ever.
2: He just, oh, like, because his mind is going a mile a minute. Basically. Yes. Okay do i stop him do i kill him do i do are are we gonna fight
1: (laughs) i have in my notes now for this very next scene is um reveal exclamation mark and then best scene in the movie now there's two scenes that i love in this movie but this car scene i think is slightly better Um, this is so good this might be this is up there i think with the doc ock fight in spider-man 2 I think this is one of the best Spider-Man scenes ever put on film.
2: Yeah. Oh, definitely, because it's it's this really well-paced thing. They're all in the car. You got Vulture up front, and Peter and Laser in the back seat. And so, the conversation comes around to what happened in Washington, and wasn't it lucky Spider-Man saved you? And mm-hmm. But, but up until that like- point
1: it's very it's the exact same as all if any parent trying to get conversation out of their teenage daughter and her date for the dance where like there's this awkward silence and Toomes is asking questions everybody's dad would have asked and that was like oh um I heard you're working for Tony Stark just like some some sort of character trait he knows about this poor boy that he's just trying yeah. to start a conversation with
2: because like, Toomes doesn't know that Peter's Spider-Man. That's the whole key to this scene.
1: Yeah. And, and so, so Yeah.
2: I just it's it's mind blowing because Liz says, Oh and it's you were never you're you're never there when Spider-Man's around. Like, <laughs> she
1: says it so flippantly. Like and he's just you can see Keaton acting the shit out of it in the front seat just like slowly putting the jigsaw pieces together the more sentences that comes out
2: yeah like it's he, and it is Keaton's even saying at the start he's like uh, how, Peter like do I know you from something your voice is really familiar
1: yeah and he can't quite place it and that's why it works that Peter's in the back seat because he's not looking directly at him like he just hears it in his ear as well And so he's like looking at the road But he can hear Peter's voice in his ear He's like where have I heard that voice before
2: Yeah And Keaton's He is acting the shit out of it Like you can see the clocks turning And then he pulls up And he stops because it's a red light mm. And uh, it's, it's, uh, Sorry it's, I just I'm <laughs>
1: But like, yeah, he, pulls up, he pulls up to the red light and it's at the moment that it goes green that he says lucky your good old pal Spider-Man was there wasn't it?
2: Yeah, because it <laughs> clicks. Because as soon as he gets to that red light, he's suspecting it. Yeah. And then it's yeah, and it's good old Spider-Man and then green light. And like, I remember sitting in the cinema,
1: this is one of those scenes where it's not very often. In the cinema, what you want is you want the scene to just, like, grab you. Like, most of the time, I'm just watching it. I'm like, oh, this is a good movie. Oh, that's a nice scene. But I remember forgetting that this was a movie and just being there like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Oh, my God, he's going to find out. Oh, my God, he's yeah. going to find out. And that's, like, the best feeling ever. Because afterwards, you're just like, what a great movie. <laughs> like, the tension in this scene is just, like, you can cut it with a butter knife. Like, that's how. that's how... <laughs> Yeah, like, it's so fucking tense, it's on a knife's edge, that the minute they get into the car, you're just like, he's gonna find out, because up until this point, Michael Keaton has been shown to be a very intelligent villain, like, and he's gonna ask the right questions, the more questions he asks, the more you're like, obviously he's gonna put it together, like, it makes more sense, like, Peter's there everywhere, everywhere they go, and Spider-Man appears, Peter's there, but nobody ever sees him, and he recognises the voice... And it's just yeah. oh man! And so they pull up, and they pull up he to says, the dance. I'm going to
2: give I'm going to give Peter the dad talk,
1: and he does a little thing with his head when he says, "I'm going to give him the dad talk." And Just like shakes his head like, "Oh fuck you!"
2: <laughs> yeah. And oh, it's this is a scene where like to be to be Tom Holland acting against Michael Keaton in that scene, it would be really easy to be outshun. Yeah, but they're both like equal in it
1: you should thank me thank me for not killing you
2: but first first
1: of all he asks does she know like he doesn't he doesn't be around the bush he just he makes it clear i know you're fucking spider-man does she know that's what i want to know and he's like no good good there's uh, that's that's one thing like he just knocks that off the list like straight away because he's all about family he's like okay that's good um and then the 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 line where he has the gun and he's just like you should tag me for not killing you right now, like <laughs> holy yeah. shit.
2: And does does uh what was it he, he says I uh, like listen you saved my daughter and I owe you for that so mm. I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> Go
1: into the dads and just give it all up.
2: Yeah, like, just don't interfere stop. with my business again, or I'll kill you and everybody you love. <laughs>
1: Holy shit
2: And he says says, I'll kill you dead
1: And Keaton's Raspy voice is so Fucking perfect for this role Like Keaton of course Batman for years But like just in this villain role You're just like oh he's going to kill that child (laughs) He's going to kill Tom Holland
2: Yeah and it's like I just saved your life what do you say And he makes him say Thank you
1: and so Peter goes into the dance and like everybody walk into the dance you know he's not staying there for a boogie uh, he's he's going yeah. to be there for maybe 5 seconds and then he's going to have to leave and he has to have the moment the heartbreaking moment where he tells Liz he's got to go um, and so she she to her it's just like my did my dad freak you out and he's just like no it's just it's fine uh, so he he sneaks out the back he gets in the chair In the computer chair in the school, and the Shocker is there waiting to meet him, which to me tells me that clearly Toomes knew that he was not going to just go dance. Like, he knows this kid too well, and so he sends the Shocker around straight away.
2: Yes, and um, it's the new Shocker, first of all.
1: I Uh, I (laughs) apologise.
2: R.I.P. R.I.P. RIP R- indeed. So, yeah, so what he realises is that um, Peter realises Tombs is planning to hijack the Avengers plane. And so, what Peter does is he puts on his old, like his, his handmade Spider Man suit. Uh, to fight he goes it. back to basics. He goes back to basics and he beats the shocker by being clever.
1: And he even has the moment where he's in the the school bus and it gets tipped over and he, like, sees gum and he's just like, ooh,
2: Yeah. (laughs) Which is very (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah.
1: Um, So he defeats the Shocker and then um, he steals Flash's car but he, like, jumps on top of it and he's like, I need your car! (laughs) And Flash is like, Flash immediately runs away.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because all bodies uh, are cowards.
1: Yeah, of, of course. That's the, that's the story we're getting here. So he goes around to Toombs' uh, lair. Who, clearly Toombs knew that he was definitely not going to give up straight away. So he's already kind of a plan in this um this. And tombs like, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to probably kill you while you're here. You probably shouldn't have come back here, Peter. That was a silly mistake. And so he brings in the the exoskeleton of the vulture suit... And he takes out all the pillars in the room. And then the whole building collapses on top of Peter.
2: Yeah, he drops the building on him.
1: Which, I mean, is a pretty good get-out clause. If you drop a building on someone, that normally... i wasn't Tony Stark say? If you drop another mood on me, I'm going to be pissed.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then you get just a 15-year-old kid screaming for help.
1: Yeah, this is the second scene that... Um, I See, I don't know, like, I think this could be the most Spider-Man scene. I know it's from the comic books where he gets caught under under Rupple and he sees his reflection in the puddle. He has in the half puddle. the mask. And, yeah, yeah, he has half the mask. Like, that's all That's all comic book stuff. But on film, I don't think you could have done that scene better with a better actor, say Tom Holland, in, with his voice as well, because he's clearly, he comes across as 15. Like, I know he's 18, but he... He's a fifty-year-old stuck under rubble. He has no like to- exoskeleton, Tony Stark spider suit. He just has himself. And the minute he says, "Somebody help me! I'm trapped! I'm trapped!" I'm just like, "Oh no! Oh fucking hell!"
2: Yeah. So please, someone help me, please. <laughs> and I'm like, "Somebody help him, <laughs> please." And then he's, and then you get the come on, Spider Man, because he realizes no, the only way I'm getting out of this. ...is by by myself.
1: Yeah, because Tony has been saving him the last two times. Every time he's tried some. And Tony's not around this time. And Tony is so not around that he doesn't even have Tony Stark's suit on him. Like, he has his own suit. It's just him. And he's under all this rubble, and he needs to stop Tubes. And so... It's a case of where he's just like, come on, come on. And then when he says, come on, Spider-Man. You're just like, it's like a fist pump moment. You're just like, fucking yes, let's go.
2: Yeah, and it it, it is this like really triumphant moment. And again, it feels earned. Because, of because we've been
1: through, yeah.
2: We've seen him go through all this. And so um, he intercepts the plane. And... Which is terrifying as well, to be, like, hanging off the side of a jumbo jet. (laughs)
1: Like, that's
2: the whole last act of this movie, is that, like, it's
1: fought on, like, a a plane that's in camouflage, and it's such a unique setting, because, like, the plane doesn't look like a plane, it's just, it has, like, the cloud reflection on it, um, and he's hanging on, but there's just wind buffeting into both their faces, the vulture is just looking terrifying, and he's just trying to fight this grown man after having a building land on him maybe five minutes before this.
2: Yeah, and, it, and then it gets worse because he crashes the plane onto the beach.
1: Yes, um, but and he it, saves millions of people that way.
2: He does, he really does. And, um, because that plane is filled with like gadgets and weapons and everything. Yeah. Um, not just Chitauri stuff, but Avengers stuff.
1: It's uh, towards uh, belt is in there cap shield,
2: yeah, like everything. Um, but it, uh, after the crash, the suit gets damaged, the vulture suit, and it's about to explode. So what does Peter Parker do? <laughs> he saves him, as is normally what Peter Parker does. Peter Parker cannot let anyone die no he matter if try. it and
1: I think Tombs was sympathetic but then he started killing people and I think he kind and of he was loses willing to the sympathy. Kill kids yeah once he started killing uh, once he was like oh I'm willing to kill everyone you and everyone you love then I'm like you've kind of lost the sympathy here um, and so at the end when he's I think he's just full evil at that stage uh, Peter still saves him because he just has to and he's the he's the father of the girl that he fancies and so
2: exactly like and it's why he? Uh, Vulture asks why did you save me and Peter says because I'm Spider-Man
1: yeah because it's just what he does he has to save everybody no matter who they are um, and so yeah he saves uh, Tombs and gets him to safety and then you have the bit where uh, Tony is so proud and he invites oh, him he's to a proud the dad. he's a proud dad he's a proud papa bear and he invites him to the Avengers headquarters and he's like I'm going to reveal you as the brand new Avenger. Here's the Iron Spider suit and everything which looks fucking sick and yeah, looks um class. and so and then Peter has to look at him so no I don't I don't really uh, want to be an Avenger. I don't. I don't and that was, like at the start of the movie that's all he wanted but at the end yeah. he's been through it all and he's just like no I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet.
2: I'll just be on the ground for a while I'll be a friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man It's oh, such says, a good It's so good And he says the Brilliant Nine He's like There's no one on the other side of that door Is there And <laughs> Tony Stark trying to save face Is like Nope it was all a lesson <laughs> he's like yeah that's the lesson I
1: was trying to teach you you caught on well and then he like walks away and then all the camera are there and Paper Potts comes in even though Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't know she was ever in this movie she walks in yeah. and she and she's just like um, oh Tony they're all the reporters are waiting what are we going to do and Happy has to say well we're going to have to just get engaged
2: and look he has the ring so why not I
1: ha- I've had the ring since 2008 or 2010 or whenever this timeline works Um and so then Ed, the movie ends with uh, MJ finding out that he's Spider-Man. Sean, on a whole, how good is this movie in regards to other Spider-Man movies? Is it the best? Does Spider-Verse take that? There's Spider-Man Two as well from Raimi, So I don't Ooh, know.
2: I think, I think as like Spider-Man movies go, as adaptations from comics goes, I think it's Spider-Verse. But I think in terms of like a movie about Spider-Man, I think this is, this might be the top.
1: I think it is better than Spider-Man 2. Now, not that to say Spider-Man 2 is bad, because I, no. I think it's, Spider-Man 2 is great, but I think this tops it just as, I think, I now that might be personal because I prefer Holland to Maguire. And I do, I do, I'm not a fan of Maguire, but I think that movie's very good. But I think whereas Holland is perfectly cast, and I think the story around him is great, and I think the Vulture is the best Marvel villain other than Thanos.
2: Oh, yeah, like it's. And for a villain that we've only seen once so far, he left quite the impression.
1: Yeah, because it makes sense. Like everything he does makes perfect sense. It's completely logical. It's not like a lot of the MCU villains where he just goes mad around around Act Two for no reason.
2: Yeah, and I would like, and I I, I think uh, Killmonger is exempt from that as well in Black Panther.
1: Oh yeah, Killmonger like is great.
2: A, 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 the best villain is one you can understand.
1: Um, and so I just. I think this movie is fantastic. Um We're going to get to the cast now in a second, but the strengths that I have is just that, like Peter's growth in this and that he starts like he sees the Avengers as celebrities, which I love. Like at the start, when he's just like, "Oh, there's Thor and there's oh, there's Cap. Oh my God, I stole Cap Shield. Oh my God, he's real big." I we can relate to that. That immediately puts him on a better level. Like you're not going to relate to Thor. But you can relate to this Spider-Man.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, And the, the soundtrack is great. The scale of the movie, I think, is really good. That if, say if Peter didn't stop Tombs, I don't think it would have had much different. Like, Tombs would have had all that technology, but he was just stealing that for money. It was not like a world-ending
2: beam into the sky. Yeah, like, it was, in the grand scheme of things, if it had happened, yeah, it would be bad. Mm. But it, the the world would still be there, it would just have more weapons in it. Uh and
1: so in terms of performances, Sean, who's stronger in this? Is it Tom Holland or Michael Keaton? Cuz I think they're both I then Robert Downey Jr is fucking great. I think everyone's Tom- on their
2: best uh, in this movie. Every, like
1: it, I think uh Tom Holland is like I think it was perfect to put him at RDJ because that who better to learn from? Like he, this is his first in, and like RDJ is kind of helping his first movie get better. But it's it's kind of showed him what what he has to aspire to be, which I think he fucking nails it. Because as you said, with Keaton, it would have been easy for Holland to let Keaton and RDJ take those scenes and just kind of go yeah. with it. But he's right there with them.
2: Yeah, like he's and he's he absolutely holds his own the entire time, um, and it, like. Even all the younger actors, like they're all excellent at what they're doing. There's no weak link, I don't think.
1: It's um, and he's constantly monologuing as well, Tom Holland. He never shuts the fuck up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's a nerves thing as well. He (laughs) talks and he's nervous.
1: Um, oh, you have uh, yeah. In terms of the young people, like you have Tom Holland, you've got Zendaya who is in this a little bit. She's she is hilarious in this when they get into tension. And she's, like, is drawing sad fi- photos or sad pictures of people. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's fucking great. She's only in it for a little bit, but she's one of the standout performers. I had never seen her before this. And I was just like, holy shit, she's, like, really entertaining. Like, when she's on the screen, there's just a charisma there. that You're just like, oh, wow. Um... So you have Zendaya, you have Jacob Atal- Batalod, uh, who plays Ned, and he's great as well. I think Laura Harrier plays Liz. She doesn't really get much to do other than just kind of be like, oh, well, Peter, you should go with me to the dads kind of thing. Yeah, um, but she like,
2: still does a great job of it.
1: Oh, I'm not saying she's bad, no. Um, and then in terms of the older ones, you've got Marissa Taube, You've got RDJ. I think Michael Keaton, this is just... This is peak Michael Keaton. Like, this is just amazing.
2: This is so good. Like he, It's some of his best work in this. Yeah.
1: Um. So I think that's it for uh, Spider-Man Homecoming,
2: Chad. Uh Out of how many Wheatabix? What would you give it in Wheatabix?
1: Oh, um, oh Jesus. See, I think this is the best Spider-Man movie. Other, See, Spider-Verse, is, I think, is a different kettle. I, I, I think that's a whole different take.
2: That's fair. That's uh, fair.
1: Um, how many Weetabix? Oh, maybe twenty. Maybe Ooh, just four boxes of Weetabix.
2: That's pretty good. That's a lot of yeah. Weetabix. Yeah. I give it two bowl I give it two bowls of Cocoa Pops and one bowl of Frosties.
1: Holy shit! He is going sweet. <laughs> sweet <laughs> as you like.
2: I'm a sweet um, boy.
1: I think you've ruined the wheatapeck's rating system.
2: Ah, oh, so sorry, so sorry. <laughs> you guys. put
1: one wheatapeck on top of all the frosties. Done.
2: Just for fibre, yeah.
1: Nailed it. <laughs> There's no fibre in no those frosties. I'll tell to, you that. To
2: make it up to you, will I? Will I take us out, Con? Please take it out. Take us out, Sean. Yes. <clears throat> Thank you, everyone, for listening to this very special episode of Oh, Tuesday Sean, Mondays. my mic wasn't
1: working. Oh, oh no. no! Oh, I've got oh. it again. I was
2: fucking waiting the entire episode for you to say that. Go <laughs> on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tuesday Mondays. We'll be back tomorrow with Tuesday Wednesday. Tuesday Mondays. Friday with Hero or Zero, and hopefully next Monday with the return of Movie Mondays. Uh, big thank you to everyone who supports us over on Patreon, Alexander Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley and Ryan Evanson. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support of the show. Um, for those of you who don't know, Connor mentioned it briefly up top, but we do uh, a Lazarus Pit once a month on Patreon. Um, and it's just like this. it's It's us shooting the shit about a movie. So if you think that's something you might like, head on over there. And to everyone that sports us over there, thank you so, so much. Um, but other than that, we're on all the social medias Twitter at Here's for Hire Pod, the four is the number four, Facebook Here's for Hire Podcast, Instagram Here's for Hire Podcast, or you can email us Here's for Hire underscore at Outlook.com. But I think that's about it, Connor.
1: take your nail uh, the shot. So buddy. I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Meehan. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.